0: Good afternoon. This is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan here to provide you with my weekly constituency update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, December the 13th, and my mission as your MLA for Cumberland North is to help rebuild. Building on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, servant leadership, honesty, and empowering all people, every single person. Together, we can build on the pillars of healthcare, poverty reduction, caring for our Mother Earth, and entrepreneurship. This past week started in Cumberland North, and it took me to Ottawa and then back to Halifax, all the while working on issues small and large for you, the people of Cumberland North. Some, not all, of the issues that were top of mind last week were the lack of registered nurses to our area, lack of psych- psychiatric doctors as well as family physicians, lack of housing available for people, the pandemic and the impacts on local schools, lack of internet access and cell phone coverage continues, lack of available speech therapy for children in our schools, long wait times for specialists, and issues around roads, culverts, and other road-related problems. Last week I got up early, drove to Halifax for an early morning meeting with the Department of Public Works, formerly known as Transportation and Infrastructure. The meeting was to review road needs here in Cumberland North. This is actually an annual meeting that usually takes place in October or November. So last Monday I reviewed the list of roads and Christmas wish lists for Cumberland North And we will see what Santa delivers in 2022. On Tuesday morning at 4 a.m., I went to the airport and flew to Montreal, then Ottawa. And on my flight to Montreal, I met a man, great guy from Sydney, Cape Breton. Of course, we found a mutual friend here in Nova Scotia and really all of Canada. We're all so connected, often closer than we realize. I met a man named Dana Murren. He owns a company in Sydney and does work for a company out of New Glasgow called Aqua Productions. The company is owned by Phil Nickerson and they build holding tanks for lobsters all around the world. And it allows lobsters to be stored uh, for um, a longer length of time. So as I'm talking with Dana Murren, we come to find out that we have a mutual friend, Matt Chitty from right here in Amherst. Their sons played baseball together over the years Anyway, it's just a small reminder of just how connected we all are. As I traveled on to Ottawa, I traveled to join my fellow national board members of Equal Voice Canada. We had a whole day of celebrations planned at the Shaw Center in Ottawa to celebrate a 100 years of women being elected to Canada's Parliament. The first member of parliament first female member of parliament elected was Agnes MacPhail on December the 6, 1921. The daytime was several panel discussions with powerful women, including Canada's only female prime minister, Kim Campbell. I was honored to speak with her. Last year, I had read a book called The Poisoned Chalice. It's a book about the PC leadership when Mulroney passed the leadership over to her. The late Honorable Premier Roger Bacon had given me that book. It certainly was a pleasure And an honor for me to meet this incredible woman who, even after all of these years, you can see it in her eyes and hear it in her voice, how much she still loves politics and has a keen interest in what's happening, not just here in Canada, but around the entire world. Tuesday evening, I attended a fantastic reception before the large gala event. All federal political leaders were in attendance and I met people from all across our great country. I was so very proud of our organization, Equal Voice, which shone a bright light on the accomplishments of women across Canada. And I look forward to even more in the future. On Wednesday, I attended an all-day board meeting for Equal Voice, along with my fellow board members whom represented all of Canada. That evening, I worked to respond to emails and messages from back home, It's amazing. In just two days, I had an inbox of over 200 messages to respond to. There's certainly never a shortage of work to do as your MLA. On Thursday, I had a full day on Parliament Hill. Our member of Parliament, Dr. Stephen Ellis, and his assistant, Allison Haley, had made arrangements for Dr. Ellis and I to meet with several of his colleagues to discuss some important issues here from our area that require federal leadership. Before the meetings, I had a visit with Member of Parliament Rick Perkins from the South Shore of Nova Scotia. He's a a good political friend um, whom I've known for several years. Rick is so proud. Uh, Federal leader Aaron O'Toole has named him the Shadow Minister for Fisheries, and he's certainly doing a great job. My dear friend from Nova Scotia, Martha McQuarrie, is working with a member of Parliament from Newfoundland named Clifford Small, and I had the opportunity to meet him as well. Martha McQuarrie and Alison Haley took care of me all day on Parliament Hill. Alison is originally from Cape Breton and had worked for several years with former MP Lisa Raitt. There's certainly nothing like good old-fashioned Nova Scotia hospitality, even on Parliament Hill. First meeting I had on Thursday was to share the urgent, urgent need to address the risks of the Chignecto Isthmus due to rising sea levels and increased incidence of serious storms. Our Member of Parliament, Dr. Stephen Ellis, and I met with MP Melissa Lanceman. She is the Shadow Minister for Transport. And we discussed this important issue. Uh, MP Melissa Lansman has never been out this way and was not familiar with this important issue. And by the end of the meeting, she understood why this needs to be uh, made a huge priority by our federal government. Our isthmus connects Nova Scotia with the rest of the country. And without it, if it was to flood, we become an island. Our isthmus is an integral part of the Atlantic Gateway that holds critical infrastructure. Over $50 million worth of goods, on average, pass through this portion of the Atlantic Gateway every single day. We must ensure that our Chignecto Isthmus is protected to secure supply chains and to prevent flooding of our town of Amherst. I will continue to work with my colleagues to get this important work accomplished. Our second meeting that our MP, Dr. Stephen Ellis, had arranged was with the meeting of the Shadow Minister for Veterans Affairs, Frank Caputo. I shared with MP Caputo the need to better support our veterans. Since being MLA for Cumberland North, I've come to see firsthand the suffering of many of our veterans, and I know several leaders in our community working, are, are working on their own dime to help themselves and to help others with PTSD and other medical problems. Gary Phillips of Malagash, Jeff Casey of Port Howe, and Roly Lawless of Cumberland South have led a lot of this work and should have the support of our federal government. They have made a commitment to serve our country and it's the least that we can do. Mr. Caputo made a commitment to work on this and is also going to make an effort to travel to our area and meet these fine men in 2022. The third meeting our MP, Dr. Stephen Ellis arranged, was with Member of Parliament, Carrie Lynde Finley. is the Shadow Minister for National Defense. I shared with her all the reasons why the Colonel James Layton Ralston Armory should continue to be part of the military and train reservists. She spoke of the need for the government, the federal government, to be nation builders, and I agree with her wholeheartedly. And I shared with her why I believe Cumberland North should continue to be a part of that nation building, as we have since 1915 when our armories was built. The fact is, we share an incredible military history here in Cumberland North. We have trained men who have gone overseas, and many who have never come home to their families who gave the ultimate sacrifice. The Department of National Defense have stopped using our armories for the Nova Scotia Highlanders since 2015 and have declared the building surplus in 2016. The federal government have made a commitment to do the needed repairs on the building. That is an accomplishment, yes. But they are still planning to divest the building, and I disagree with this decision. I believe, and many believe, that our armories here in Amherst and Cumberland North should continue to be part of the military training for our great country. It was encouraging to meet with MP Carolyn Lynn Finley as I could see from our meeting that she shares in the love of our military and understands the incredible importance of Canada having a strong military force to protect our country. And I want Cumberland North to continue to be a part of that into the future. On Friday, I worked on local constituency work while traveling home to Nova Scotia. This week, we have two meetings planned on improving access to housing in our area. This has quickly become one of the main issues facing many people. Every single day, I have people contacting the MLA office asking for help to find shelter and to find a place to live. On Tuesday, this Tuesday, I have planned a meeting between local developers and our two mayors, Murray Scott and David Cogan, their respective CAOs, and representatives from the provincial department responsible for housing here in Nova Scotia. This meeting will provide an opportunity for developers to share how government can better support them basically get out of the way and remove the barriers so that they can get our housing supply increased and quickly. On Thursday, I'm hosting a meeting on housing with interested persons, and together we will take next steps here locally to increase housing supply. Last week when I was in Ottawa, I heard a lot about housing there. This is a national problem. It is not unique to us here in Cumberland North. We are not used to this problem though, in Cumberland. I have people here who are homeless, right in our own town and in our own County of Cumberland. And I will do everything I can as your MLA to work with developers, to work with our municipal, provincial, and federal partners to work on solutions. The fact is we need all of us to work on solutions. We will need every home to be used that's available for housing. If there's any current homes in our communities that are vacant or apartments that are vacant, we must find ways to make them available for people that need shelter. Winter is here and we cannot leave our fellow human beings out in the cold. And if we do, it's a reflection on us, not them. On Friday night, uh, my husband and I were in in Halifax. And yes, we often see it as a, a city problem, the issue of homelessness. And certainly per capita, there is more homeless people in the city than there are right here in Cumberland. But I experienced a very, very challenging moment where a young woman came up to me on the street in Halifax crying because she had no place to go. I called the shelters in Halifax and they told me that they were full. They told me that they were full. So here's a woman who wants shelter. She wants to have a safe place to sleep and had nowhere to go. Now we talked and she did assure me that she could sleep on her friend's couch But that is not a solution. That is not a long-term solution. And I will tell you, last month, I had the very same experience right here in our own town. It took me 48 to 72 hours to find the help that the woman here needed. There is a need, an urgent need, to ensure that every person has a roof over their head especially during these winter conditions. So please, if you know of any apartments, of any homes where people could board, where people could uh, find a, a warm place to sleep at night, please reach out to my office or reach out to Allison Lair at the YMCA. Uh, she and her staff are, are responsible to help um, find more housing, uh, specifically for those in a homeless situation here in our community and together we can ensure that all people are taken care of. On to the pandemic. It certainly continues and continues to dominate the world news. Here in Nova Scotia we are seeing positive cases rise as people are inside more and gatherings have increased since most people in our province do have two doses of vaccine. There is a new variant most of you have likely heard, named Omicron, and we are waiting to learn more from scientists to see if, this, if our current vaccines will provide protection from this new mutated virus. The World Health Organization is recommending vaccination and testing. Vaccines provide protection against viruses, and testing provides information of positive cases so that people who are carrying the virus can make informed decisions to isolate and stop the transmission of the virus. These are difficult times. There are people who have various opinions on this pandemic. And I've seen firsthand, we all have here in Cumberland, the firsthand the impacts of poor decisions as well as good decisions. Some decisions are based on science. Some decisions are based on politics. Let's continue to do the best we can to work together, to be respectful of one another and to listen to each other's concerns. Let's make every effort to take care of one another through this pandemic. I believe it is a time for us to be very outward focused because as we vaccinate our people here in Nova Scotia with third doses, many people in countries throughout the world are still waiting for their first dose. So these are challenging times and will continue to be likely for many months to come. If you're looking for information, anything related to COVID, you can visit the Nova Scotia website, novascotia.ca coronavirus. If you're looking for help booking a vaccination, please call my office and my staff will be happy to assist you. 902-661-2288. Up until now, rapid tests have only been readily available in Halifax Regional Municipality. I was pleased to see this weekend the government here in Nova Scotia made a decision to finally make rapid tests more available to all Nova Scotians, including us here in rural Nova Scotia. So, as of today, rapid tests will now be available at all libraries across the province starting today, Monday the 13th. Now, I did have my assistant call and he said our library here in Amherst is closed today, but is scheduled to reopen tomorrow, Tuesday the 14th. I would like to send birthday and anniversary greetings to anyone celebrating a birthday this week. Including today, Evange Landry and Jennifer Brennan are celebrating. On Tuesday, Robin Long and Holly McDonald, on Wednesday, mister Darren Bootlier, Lester McMaster, and my dear nephew, Nick Gold. Now Nick now lives in Eastern Passage. He is actually working with the military down in that area of the province and sending birthday wishes to my to my nephew. On Thursday, Jonathan Mundle of Pugwash is celebrating and Marlon Chase. On Friday, Angela Wilkins, a beautiful registered nurse here in our area, and Dawn Carson. On Saturday, Lynn Bro and Audrey Purdy are celebrating birthdays, along with a fine young man that I met back on June the 23rd, Ocean DeWitt, are celebrating birthdays. I would also like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the family and friends of Carl Allen Martin, Leighton Ronnie Porter, Robert Shirley Arnberg, and Ralph Frederick Anderson. If there's anyone else who has lost a loved one during these times, please accept my sympathies. As we head into the final stretch of two weeks before the Christmas holidays, please take time to take care of your own health. I've always believed in a holistic approach, taking care of your body, mind, and spirit. Map out a plan and organize yourself, prioritizing what is most important for you to accomplish in the days ahead remove unnecessary stress take time to plan out healthy meals schedule time to get in some exercise take time to pray and or meditate and make time for social visit with friends it's also a great time to start thinking about 2022 what is on your bucket list for next year the best way to make something happen is to plan for it to happen i have started to revise my strategic plan for 2022 as your MLA for Cumberland North, and I hope that you too are setting your goals high. Let's aspire to create what we want to see in the world. It starts with you and I. It all starts with you and I. Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and Merry Christmas to you and your family. I would like to say thank you to Mr. Ron Bickle and everyone at CFTA 107.9 for providing me with this opportunity to share with you my MLA update for Cumberland North.